Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast for a Lost Nation. My name is Jerry Gallagher. The name of this episode is The Ghosts of January 6th. The date of this episode is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Well, I did it. I'm ashamed of myself for doing it, but it's too late. I did it anyway. I wanted to avoid it like the plague, and I did for a while, but I just had to see for myself what it would look like for one of the most inarticulate individuals of all times when he started a blog. Yes, people, I couldn't take it any longer. In the end, I had to find out what it would look like when Donald Trump started a blog. Well, I found out. I checked out Donald Trump's blog, and suddenly I am feeling like someone who stumbled on what is probably the worst blog that has ever been produced. Is this guy so incredibly digitally illiterate that he couldn't find someone in Mar-a-Lago or somewhere in Florida who could have helped him to put together a blog that he could be proud of? Well, to be honest, I'm glad he once again showed himself to be one of the dumbest, most illiterate, most creatively stunted individuals who ever created a blog. Actually, that's okay with me that he screwed something up one more time. One of my favorite stand-up comedians is Sebastian Maniscalco, and one of his favorite catchphrases is, Aren't you embarrassed? I think that catchphrase could not only apply to Donald Trump and his drab bullshit blog, it could and should apply to nearly everyone in the Republican Party who is still on board with Donald Trump and his big lie, namely that he won the 2020 election by a landslide. Certainly Donald Trump has a lot to be embarrassed about besides his blog, so do his Republican allies. Yet none of them seem to be the least bit embarrassed as they falsely claim a 2020 election victory and race to put the fix in on the 2022 election in almost every state in which Republicans wield power. Yesterday was certainly not a great day for Donald Trump. It was the day after it was announced by the Attorney General of New York State that Donald Trump, who we had known was already under investigation in a civil case, was now under a criminal investigation. He is also under investigation by the District Attorney of New York City and also under investigation in Georgia for trying to influence the Georgia Secretary of State to swing the 2020 Georgia election his way. On the Joy Reid show on MSNBC last night, Trump's longtime corporate attorney, Michael Cohen, who once foolishly stated that he would take a bullet for Trump, had some very interesting insights into what might lie ahead for Donald Trump and his family. Cohen, whose loyalty to Trump has been tempered in recent years, by going to prison for the crime of making payments to Trump's girlfriends while Trump showed his appreciation 
for what Cohen had done by denigrating Cohen every chance he could get. Cohen expressed that he felt when Trump is charged with any crime, he will probably respond by accusing Trump officials, including his own children, of acting without his knowledge. In other words, Trump will throw anyone he needs to, including his own children, who ran his business while Trump was in the White House under the bus. Also happening yesterday, the House of Representatives voted overwhelmingly, with over 30 Republican representatives on board, approving the formation of a commission to investigate the January 6th Capitol siege by Trump supporters, which resulted in several deaths. While many Capitol rioters have been arrested and charged following the Capitol crimes, most of those arrested have pointed to Trump's speech prior to the riot as being the reason for their invading and trashing the Capitol where rumor has it, and the gallows they built indicates, that the Capitol crashing rioters were looking to hang Mike Pence. Pence, to his credit, ended up still doing the right thing on January 6th and presided over the certification of the electors in the evening of January 6th after the riot was over. Unfortunately, when he was last heard from, Mike Pence was once again in lockstep with those Republicans like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell who were outraged and very vocally pissed off about what happened on January 6th, but had the nerve on May 19th to speak out against, and in McCarthy's case, vote against establishment of the bipartisan negotiated Capitol Riot Investigation Committee. Mike Pence's brother, Greg Pence, was one of those Republicans who voted against the establishment of the commission. What has happened to the Republican legislators since Joe Biden's election certification on the evening of January 6, 2021? It seems as though one by one, with few exceptions, they have chosen to forget about having their lives placed in danger on January 6th, and instead have pledged their devotion to Donald Trump, and by so doing, have changed their minds about the Capitol invasion by Trump's goon squad. After all, they only almost died. They are, after all, still alive. Certainly it is a clear, certainly it is clear why Kevin McCarthy couldn't wait any longer to kick Liz Cheney off her leadership position. After all, how would it look to have Liz Cheney continuing to rail against Donald Trump while other Republican legislators and legislative leaders were pledging their love and loyalty to Donald J. Trump? Certainly Liz Cheney is not going to goose-step back into the good graces of Donald Trump and the Republican leaders who are continuing to back Trump and the big lie. What is going to happen to Republicans when and if Trump is indicted in the near future in more than one state? Will Republicans who seem to have enduring devotion to Trump continue to support him when that happens? Who knows? 
What we do know is that on January 6th, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy were both vocally expressing their anger at the fact that Donald Trump stoked the fires of insurrection that resulted in lives lost at the Capitol. And yet now they don't seem to give a damn about those lives lost. Turner Classic Movies showed the movie Judgment at Nuremberg last night. It was an interesting and disturbing film that showed how the Nazi buildup in Germany occurred very gradually and that early signs of Adolf Hitler's hatred of Jews was not taken very seriously until it was too late for over, for over six million human beings. Men, women, and children perished because of no crime committed other than being born Jewish or disabled or a gypsy or a communist. It is well known that Donald Trump is not a scholar, but he did read a lot about Adolf Hitler. He found out from Hitler's speeches how to influence crowds and find scapegoats. At the end of the semi-historical trial portrayed in Judgment at Nuremberg, Spencer Tracy as the main judge says something very profound at the end of the trial when former Nazi judges are given life sentences. Spencer Tracy states at the end of the trial that what was learned over the course of the Nazi judges' trial in Nuremberg was the importance of the following. Justice, truth, and the value of one human being. These are concepts whose values seem to be rapidly disappearing in a world in which legal votes don't seem to count anymore and democracy which has lasted for over 300 years may soon be a disappearing concept in what was once truly the United States of America. In this country if we don't wake up to reality soon the ghosts of World War II and the ghosts of January 6th may end up haunting us all for the rest of our lives. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Podcasts for a Lost Nation.